Welcome to the Real Producers Partners Podcast. This podcast is done in conjunction with Real Producers St. Louis, Metro East, New Orleans, Baltimore, Chesapeake Bay, and West Valley, Arizona. It focuses on our top real estate performers and partners who support real estate and home services, their successes, stories, and challenges. Your host is Ken Tucker, Marketing Solution Architect at Changescape Web. The Real Producers Partners podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hey everybody, it's Ken Tucker with Changescape Web. Welcome to this episode of the Real Producers Partners podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Chris Ebel, who's the owner and CEO of Digital Arts. So Digital Arts is a uh, sign and graphic design company. They do a lot of really cool things. Chris, I know you're a part of Real Producers. What uh, publication are you a member of? We're a member of the STO and the Metro East. Cool. So, well, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit more about your business and how you got into that business. The sign business is an interesting trade. We do a lot of creative stuff, a lot of engineering and building of different sign applications and helping their clients out. A lot of the draw to me is helping out our clients, making sure that they get good product that helps them with their marketing dollars or their identity to make sure that their buildings and everything is well-functioning. The people they service, if you get somebody comes into a facility and they're not directed well, sometimes it causes discomfort or anxiety. So we try to help those flows of traffic through those facilities. Does that include like safety signs and things like that for certain facilities? Safety signs would be one just down to the general restroom sign or directional signs to find different office buildings and things of that nature. I've heard you use the term before, I believe it's wayfinding. Uh, yeah. I mean, describe that a little bit more for our listeners. A lot of wayfinding signs are in the ADA, American with Disabilities Act type of production. So they'll have the raised textile and the braille appliques. So they're made for people with visual disabilities and such. They're installed at certain locations upon office or entry doors around a facility. So people can find a room, doctor's office or whatever room they're looking for, whether it be a restroom, lunchroom, something of that nature. So what are the most popular types of signs or vehicle wraps, for example, that you might do for either realtors or other real producer partners? Real producer partners, since it's realtors, we, we do a wide gamut of realty site signs, whether it's a standalone, larger identity lot for sale or building for sale. We do larger signs for that or just the general 18 by 24 real estate signs. Uh, metal signs or plastic signs. Yard signs? Yeah, yard signs. Okay. Banners, wind flags, business cards, magnets, and decals and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, those are a lot of real estate agents take advantage of those. The magnets are great for real estate agents that are in neighborhoods and don't want that identity to carry with them whenever they're cutting somebody off in traffic. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the downside, I guess, of a, of a vehicle wrap. <laughs> Now you also do vehicle wraps too, though, right? Yes. And I assume uh, a lot of the things that you just mentioned for realtors, um, you also do for home remodeling contractors or folks in the mortgage industry, other folks that are in the real partner, a real producer partner network. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover applications for many different businesses. Tell me about 
a couple of the most interesting projects that you've done? I built an interactive display for the National Road Museum in Vandalia, hmm. where I partnered with an audiovisual guy, an AV guy. He handled doing all the TV work and implementing with an interactive map that I made that basically if you clicked on Vandalia, Illinois, it would locate it on the map and then play a simultaneous video explaining what the location was and how it was developed through the National Trail. We did a lot of stuff in the Demolin. It's called the Demolin Museum in Greenville, hmm. which the Demolin's history and the before the turn of the century, 19th century, was initiation type of paraphernalia per se. Okay. And that history of the company is really unique. Or if you're a fan of Scooby-Doo and you've seen all those little mystery cartoons when you were a kid, a lot of those things, like the collapsing cages and chairs and the stuff that's sprayed dust in your face and all that stuff, was from the Mullen Museum, was from the Mullen Brothers Company in Greenville. We've made a lot of artifacts, displays and stuff for that museum, and it was pretty fun. Cool. What about any fun signs? What materials do you use? I mean, do you use paint? Do you use vinyl, metal, glass? Just kind of talk about some of the things that you do. The, the most common materials we use anymore, it's called ACP. It's aluminum with a plastic core. It's very common in architectural manufacturing walls and stuff like that, but we also use it for signs. Okay. Um, that's the most common board. It's not the most fun board. So if you get into dimensional letters and acrylics and metals and all that, it makes the projects come to life instead of just a flat panel you can do a lot with a flat panel to advertise that you have a lot for sale or a flat panel on the sidewall of a building that's huge that you just want to have the name of the business there. But if you're looking at really making something pop inside of a, let's say, a lawyer or accountant's office that's in Clayton or Ledoux, you're going to want something that has a lot of really neat textures to it or maybe just a really clean look that is just some half-inch standoff letters. There, there's a lot of cool things you can do in metals and acrylics and different laminates to add textures. That's where my passion goes to. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, well, I think I've seen some examples too that you've shown to a networking group that you, you and I are part of. You do some kiosks and I think even maybe like bank drive-through signage and stuff like that as well, is that correct? We've had a, quite a few ATMs lately that we've redone. Okay. Those are interesting. What do you like to do outside of work? I like to kayak and canoe. I like, I mean, guitars are in my present and history. I've always loved playing guitar. All right. Styles change quite a bit. Not ACDC and Metallica anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do you like to kayak or canoe? There's some local lakes and uh, streams around here that my family, we went to the Hoosaw Valley this last weekend and spent some time down there. Earlier this spring, we went down to Echo Bluff State Park in Missouri. Well, it's not on the current river, but it's very close to the current river, just outside of uh, Eminence, Missouri, right by the Ozark National Scenic Riverway. It's stunning down there. If you've not been down there, it's just absolutely incredible. So definitely check that out. What would you say your business is best known for? Solving problems and creatively solving problems. That's one of the paradoxes that I enjoy doing. And I think people like working with us for that. How does the whole process start? I and mean, what do they commonly come to you saying, I need signage for people to whenever 
somebody's driving through a neighborhood, they can see that I have a house listed. Just kind of talk through that process a little bit. Yeah, there's a wide abundance of how those conversations start. The lesser apprehensive ones are the better conversations for me to start because I'm a terrible salesman. I'm, I'm not going to sell somebody something that they don't need. At the same time, they're going to come in and they're going to express their need. And I try to get the questions asked and train my people to ask the questions that get to the root of the problem of what they're looking for. Whether it is large idea, small budget, they have the budget, but they really don't need a $20,000 sign. All those things are, are kind of things we look at to get them where they need to be to where we're following, we're doing our job. It may be somebody that's opening a new business and they come in and they need a sign. Well, maybe their first step isn't a sign. Maybe it is a logo because they need their logo and their branding to follow through through their sign, through their vehicle graphics, through their advertising on yeah. down the road. So that, that conversation kind of builds itself to where we can get to where do you need to be in the next six weeks or do you need this done in six weeks? So we need to start with a logo and branding project first. Let's get this underway and we can start working on the sign project and getting those layouts done so we can submit them to the city to get approvals on the permitting and any anything of that nature that we need to do before we go to manufacturing. That's kind of a, here's a big ball of wax of how that answer could be, but there, there's a lot of different things. If it was a small project, say a realtor said, hey, I need 10 yard signs. Obviously we don't need to go through branding. We just need to go straight into, all right, so 10 yard signs, size, the type of stakes or frames you would be looking for, the longevity of the signs you're expecting to be in the yards, if they're throwaway or if they're going to be multi-use, you're going to use them for 10 years. So yeah. That yeah. Okay. I mean, you do like door hangers or anything like that as well? Yes. Okay. You actually do some print work beyond just signs then, it sounds like. Yeah, we have a sister printing company that runs alongside Digital Arts. I run the sign show. Our partnership runs the printing company, okay. and another gentleman, Elliot Dieters. What do you think you've done well in terms of either strategy or, or being able to market your own business? Being a part of real producers. <laughs> there that you go. Great move. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. How long have you been a, a member? For a year. And did you join both at the same time? Yeah. The renewal just came up, and I did renew this year. I do appreciate the energy from that group, the networking that they provide. It, it, the ones that I can get to have been beneficial. I've been able to connect with new people in that turn, add some different aspects to my business because you see new people in different environments. Sometimes you're able to interject into their world, different ideas that they're not seeing at that point in time. And yeah. there's into mine. Do you do any sign maintenance or? I don't know if there are even neon signs around very much anymore, but do you maintain any, any kind of signage? We maintain um, what we build, but neon, I, I'm not from that era. Okay. I, I don't even know if there are any many neon signs left. <laughs> there are, and there are people, just like sign painting, like hand lettering is a coveted trait. It's never going to go away. It's like your vinyl LPs. You know, vinyl LPs are now the thing to have. If you have any, you buy music, LPs are the way to buy it. Right. If you get into some of the cities, Dayton, Ohio, I know is really big for sign painting. In Europe, it's been a, on an upswing trend of having things really hand lettered or gilded. So there's still the, the trade's still there. 
Okay. But neon is one of those that there are some people that insist that it has to be neon, not LED. There's a difference in the lighting. So there will always be a demand. It just depends on what people will pay for that demand. So you do LED? Yeah, a lot of everything that we do lighting-wise is LED anymore. Yeah. Do you do uh, trade show materials at all? We do. Trade okay. show. I have access to a lot of different systems for trade shows, and we can print a lot of things quickly for trade shows. So a lot of our trade show endeavors are on the more rush end. Uh, we, we have clients that we were doing a trade show this weekend, and I'm like, well, that's, that's yeah. not pretty much notice. But we probably could throw something together. Yeah. So sometimes we can make work some miracles. Yeah. It's a very tight time frame. Maybe a couple weeks is a better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. What's the most interesting place that you've been to? The most interesting place I've ever been. It's a tough one, Ken. So I've been to a lot of interesting places, but nothing's like snapping to me right now. As far as doing work, one of the most interesting places I've ever had to send anybody, and I didn't get to go, was to Arizona. We had to do a project out there, but I had to send teammates out there. Hmm, okay. I've, been, I've done work in North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Indiana, Missouri. One of the most interesting cities that I thought that I've been to was Ann Arbor, Michigan. I think that city is just a really cool, unique city. Yeah, it is. Back in a previous life, before I started my company, I did a lot of IT contracting and we had a contract where I had to fly into Detroit, but then I had to drive over to Battle Creek, Michigan. And so the airport for Detroit is kind of on the western edge anyway, which is not too far from Ann Arbor. So we used to stop for lunch quite a bit at Ann Arbor. It, it is a really cool place. Yeah. You mentioned vinyl LPs earlier. So what's your favorite genre of music? My go-to listening right now is um, like the Rebel Country stuff. Okay. You know, that's that's like my jams or silver sun pickups uh, i do like the silver sun pickups a lot how much vinyl do you own really i don't have very many vinyl records at all i know that's the purchase if i was going to buy instead of sack, a stack of cds i don't buy i haven't bought cds in 10 years right <laughs> but um vinyl records are i know a, a lot of uh, local artists and and such record things to sell on vinyl records and that's kind of the the go-to. And, and it's just such a cool media to listen to music on. But you got to have a good LP player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I probably have a thousand, maybe even more than that. I have a ton of music in all formats, CD, MP3, digital. Yeah. Still even have a few cassettes. Uh, I don't know, music's always been something that's been fascinating for me to collect. I don't know why, but uh, cool. Yeah. I have a computer that has seven weeks of music running from beginning to end. <laughs> I wonder how many songs that is. I don't know. It's a lot. That's, that but is a lot. Yeah. But iTunes tells you it'll be in another seven weeks and 32 hours or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. So what else do you want somebody to know about your business or, or what's the one big ask you would have of our viewers and listeners? How about this? Be excellent to each other. <laughs> there you go. All right, cool. <laughs> so who would be a good referral for you? Somebody that handles property. Uh, they may manage facilities that have interior directional sign issues, tenant signs, 
and maybe new people moving in and out over a course of years. So those are great referrals and we can help them because we can help the tenants moving in. We can help them manage their facility signage. Well, thanks, Chris. I've got um, your website down here below. What are the other good ways for people to be able to get a hold of you? All telephones are great. Do I need to state my phone number? Yeah, go ahead and let us know what your phone number is. 618-651-1500. I would dial extension 203. Okay. That is Jen. She's the one that answers the phone and the one that usually avoids the phone. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks so much, Chris. I enjoyed talking with you. Thanks, Ken. Have a great day. Have one. Good one, too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure and subscribe to the Real Producers Partners podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We'd love for you to review us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit rppp.rocks for more episodes and links to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.